I don't know where I should go, Lionel Richie or Adele right now. Uh, it's probably it's 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 probably fine. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sean, and it took me a few seconds to say that, and also to tell you that this is episode three hundred and fifty-six of Weekly Games Chat, the greatest podcast in the world as it pertains to video gaming. What? Um, we are live on twitch.tv. You could be here with us if you chose to. That's from an app, a cell phone, which is on. Wait, an app is. You get it. You can you can get here. Just go to twitch.tv and then backslash weekly games chat and you'll find us. I am not alone during this intro segment of our television show. I am accompanied by a man I dearly love who is sporting a button-up shirt just for me today with his glasses. I sat next to him when we watched Doctor Strange uh, and the Madness of Madnessons, and I'd like to welcome him now as Chris continues to get ready with a brand new hat. John, what's up, buddy? Sean. Yes, sir. What if I told you... In a world. ...that I left the house this morning to go to the office... And I left the refrigerator door open. Why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> John, why'd you, why'd you do that? I get, oh. home, I get home from work and I'm sitting here trying to get everything set up and I hear this ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, that's the refrigerator. Why is that making that noise? <laughs> well, I know the noise. I mean, it'll ding at me after right. three minutes of leaving. Yes, the it door will. Open. What? But oh. my God, it's like I went in there, grabbed my soda, soda pop, pop soda, Coke, whatever you want to call it, and left. <laughs> I, uh, and and that's 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 what went down. So after the show uh, tonight, at some point this evening, I, I got to go in there and sniff everything to make sure everything's yeah. okay. But one door was closed. And it stays cold for a little while, so I'm guessing everything's okay. Except for the ham, probably, and the, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Speaking of hams. Oh, the cheese. Ladies and gentlemen, my man Chris has got a, uh, he's hamming it up right now. He's got a brand new hat that I love. Uh, if you know Chris, you know he, he's not afraid to say Pabst Blue Ribbon is the American beer, you know, that he will consume from time to time. And to prove his loyalty, he now sports an official Paps Blue Ribbon hat that looks really, really good, Chris. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. What if I told you, as I was going to pick up my dinner, I saw one John coming home from, Lund- from work and turning into a gas station. And I was like, wow, why do you pick that gas station? But Don't you know, get me started on that gas why, station. Why, John, why did you do that? <laughs> Don't get me started on that gas station. Like, of all the ones you could, because, like, there are multiple options, folks, on the you way You're talking home. about the hop-in? Yeah, yeah, the shell there. Because the Circle K on the way mm-hmm. from the tower is was popping. flipping. Well, it was always popping. It's flipping annoying. I hate that store, that particular store, not yeah. in general. So I went into the 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 shell, I get the hop in whatever, and there were uh there were zero 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 of what guys? DDP? Exactly. That's in diet fact, Dr. Pepper for you listeners. In, in fact, there Not were no Diamond diet Dallas sodas. Page. There were no diet sodas in the fridge of any kind. Mm. And you know how I care about my slim petite figure. Yeah, you gotta have seventeen DDPs for the show. What'd you do? Freak out and go to Publix? 
You're like, give them to me. I've got a limited no. timetable. No, I went to the CVS. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Boo, Walgreens for life, yo. Jesus. I'm kidding. I'm uh-huh. kidding. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ramble for a little bit. This is what we do. This is our intro topic, of course. And uh, as as Chris said, that John chose that particular gas station. I couldn't help but think of a segue, so I'll share it now. Out of all the gas stations to choose from, what do you think the odds were ah. for John to pick that gas station and for you to see him, Chris? I think they're probably better than 80 to 1. Whoa, what? Chris, will you explain how that ties in to what we just did? Because we're brilliant, you and I, you know? Jesus. I did not expect to see one of the greatest sports upsets ever in American sports. But I saw it this weekend. I saw it live. And it was fun because I didn't even expect it to be in the uh, setting that was really digging it. But, of course, uh, this past Saturday was the Kentucky Derby. I was down at my usual watering hole. Uh, I guess shout out to the Chattahoochee brew company i doubt anyone will ever be able to go to that but you know <laughs> if you're around if we ever have a uh, local meetup it yeah. has to be there by the way just saying. right but uh yeah i was just there uh hanging out with some friends and such uh but then all of a sudden about five o'clock a lot of people started showing up and apparently there was going to be a watch party a bunch of people had come to watch the kentucky derby which john will attest going back to when we lived together i am always down for the kentucky derby you know i love horse racing um i've been to the preakness uh, i've it's it's something i'd love like i would love to go to the kentucky derby live at some point but right before the race a friend of the show jeff was like who's going to win i said you know it was an overwhelming favorite this year Four to one odds. Those are pretty dang good. Name Epicenter. And I said, "Ah, I'll probably be Epicenter. But I was like, but if it's not him, it'll probably be that 80 to one horse. Jokingly, I said that. I had no way thought this was going to happen. And what unfurled was watching what looked like at first the favorite was not going to win to an amazing comeback by him. Looks like he's got it. And then all of a sudden, this bullet train just comes from the inside. And if you, I, I would tell people, yeah. if you want to see, is coming up on the epicenter in Zandon. If you want to see a really cool video of it, um, they have a replay of it that's overhead, and you could just see how fast this freaking uh, horse moves. His name is Rich. They're rounding Strike. the corner, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a tight race, ladies and gentlemen. And for the first time ever, uh, at least to my knowledge. An 80 to 1 long shot, who literally was not even in the race the day before, only got in because there was a scratch. Not only won the race, but beat the Gotta favorite. Treat those scratches. Beat the favorite by a nose at the line, and it came out of nowhere. And I mean, yeah. you can listen to the call. It is probably one of the best calls that I've heard for a live sporting event since, you know, like it, to me, it was on the level of, of Al Michaels, you know, do you believe in miracles call? Like that kind of thing. You weren't alive then. No, I was not. But you don't I've get to act like you know that call, Chris. Yeah, but you know, you weren't <laughs> you weren't able to comprehend it. <laughs> uh, you're you're not you're not wrong. Uh, what I am what I am salty about is throughout mm-hmm. your your display of of basically calling it. You you know, you called it. Let's let's just be frank about the thing. John didn't By hit the down, and down the stretch they come. Yeah. And down the stretch, here comes Sonny. No, no, that's no. not the way. And down the stretch they come. <laughs> right. And uh, then you well, know that's... what, John? You know what I did when that horse crossed the finish line? 
I looked at people what? and I went, ah, because that's that's how I felt. Well, apparently the jockey was invited to the White House. Did you hear what he said? Hey, 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 Hillary. He said, he said, if I wanted to, if I wanted to see a horse's butt, I would have come in second. Ah, ah, ah. That's what he said. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. But anyways, uh, I think that's disrespectful. By the way. I do too. I think he needs to be punched in the gullet trap. That's what? Right. Hey, you win the Kentucky Derby on 81. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, I tell you what, Chris, I don't know if you were here, John, but Chris was privy to me. I actually didn't say a lot when something happened to me this past week. Uh, I was, I was, it was, you weren't around yet. You came around towards the end uh, when I started uh playing i wanted to load zelda or something like that it may have been the day of the show i don't remember but i didn't bring it up and i got to because i feel like this is also kind of like a psa for everybody uh and it's actually a plus one uh for a company a little indie company called nintendo um Hmm. so i go and i want to load zelda up and i've got my brand new you know since christmas nintendo oled device which is quite beautiful and I've I've done things like played Kirby on it. Uh, I played something else on it, but I haven't really needed to download or, or access a previous save file, if you will, right? Uh, so I pop in Breath of the Wild, and I'm I'm ready to to beat this thing. I'm at, at this time in my life, I think I can just walk up to Ganon and fight him because uh, I'm there. I have I'm at that point. I'm in front of the castle, and. Uh, you know, just a little head of the story. That's, that's not the case. I, 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 I'm still working on it, but I go to load the game. And when I turn it on, John, it's like the opening cutscene. Okay. Let's stop the story there. When Sean had his previous switch, Sean had a micro SD card in that switch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When Sean got his OLED, Sean thought he put said micro SD into the OLED. Further approved by this train of thought was when I traded in my Switch recently. You guys mm-hmm. heard about that. I opened up the back of it to make sure the micro SD was not in it. Because you don't have to you don't have to trade that into GameStop. So I go, oh no, it's not here. I've already got it in my OLED. We're good. Fast forward back to my story. I as soon as the Zelda cutscene ends, I go, all right, why why am I here? I need to look, go back to menu. Let me go ahead and just load up my file real quick. Everything's good. Nothing's there. So then I go, system storage. Nothing's there. There's no micro SD card. So then Chris and Mike, I believe, get to see me get this look on my face, which will happen, where I go like instant panic. And then I think of the things like, how am I going to find a micro SD card? Stop the story there. What you guys don't know, I've done things like moved into a closet, rearranged my room, hung TVs on the wall, changed desks out, all since the last time I've seen physically this micro SD card that I thought was in a device that's no longer in a device. So think about that. So panic sets in. I'm I'm going through cabinets. I'm doing everything I need to do. Uh, It hit me. Huh? Yeah, you saw it. it. (laughs) And, And so it hit me. I went, Chris and Mike ended up, uh, they were hanging out. They, they stepped away for a minute. I think Chris came back and it hit me during the interim. 
does Nintendo have like cloud storage like Xbox and Sony? They should. They should. Okay, let's figure it out. So I go, uh, I, and then I realized to access the cloud storage, though, here comes the PSA. You need to be a member of Nintendo uh, Online. I was not a member of Nintendo Online. You used to be. I used to be because my buddy John made me a part of his family. When Tenley got a Switch, I didn't feel like that was fair, so I backed it up. I left John's family to join my own family, and then we we didn't resubscribe to Nintendo Switch Online. A cards changed, and I I was unaware. So I immediately signed up for a year with the hopes that it would access every save that I ever had in the cloud. Everybody loves the cloud when it works right. Fingers, toes crossed, I'm loading it up. I hit, and it's instant. Nintendo's fantastic. I sign up, it's instant. All the saves come back, except for, now these are all the games I've played on any Switch ever, except for Breath of the Wild. There's a red icon on it. What? What do you mean? I, I semi-panic again. I go back, and I'm trying to see why this is happening. What happened was, the system was letting me know, thank God it did this, when I stopped the game, when I recently re- re- reloaded it, I stopped it, it created a save point from, let's just call it May of 2022. The system wanted to know if it needed to rewrite the cloud save it just downloaded from February of 2022. That's why the red thing was there. All in all, ladies and gentlemen, the save file was resumed. My game, uh, my game loads came back. Everything was great. The Nintendo cloud service is fantastic on your saves. And John, uh, to a degree, uh, actually, I think you said this. See what you did to me, Sean, because throughout the week, he started watching me play Zelda. And so himself, he he started an actual playthrough. We'll pivot that right there, because that's it, or, or stop that there for a pivot in just a second, because that's a, that's amazing. Uh, but so that this is where I stopped my story. And to remind all of you who are just like me, who were mad at Nintendo for things like, I don't know, not having achievements that pop up or easy things to do like communication with your friends when you're playing their their devices and things like that or a headphone jack and the pro controller that costs $70 you know things that we kind of take for granted on other consoles but I'll tell you this that Switch online or Nintendo online sorry is amazing it costs you $19.99 plus tax for a year uh I I don't I cannot, I just went through this. I hope you never do. It's there for you. They're legit. PSA is done. And and of course, if you pay attention, you know how this works. We do an intro and we've started doing this thing where we kind of tell each other that we're going to talk about a thing for that intro. Uh, just a reminder, we all three did go see Doctor Strange. It was fantastic. Uh, but I need to know. And and I got this in our pre-show chat. I need to know why my name came out of John's mouth. Uh, and it was like this. This is the quote. It's Sean's fault. Well, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a gift. It's a gift you gave me because who wouldn't? I mean, if there's a game you go back to. I mean, why not go back to the greatest game ever made? The greatest game, in fact, that God ever gave man. Yes, Super God Mario 3? Not at all. So, Sean, because of this, 
I don't even I don't know why you went back to this game. I'm glad you did. But I watched you one day doing it. And I was I was just like kind of zoned out going, oh, I miss her. <laughs> that kind of thing where you're just like, yeah. So now I'm I'm balls deep. <laughs> Pelvic. <laughs> Sorry. Pelvic deep in Breath of the Wild because you were playing it. And I got to tell you something. There was a bit of a dust up. I'm not going to go into details because it's your business, but there was a misunderstanding when you asked me this question because you had a certain number of hearts. And what you asked me was, do I have enough hearts to go into, to go into Hyrule Castle? I was like, yeah, 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 sure. What I didn't, what I didn't interpret you saying, what I was not answering was, do you have enough hearts to fight Ganon? See, cause often people like to go into Hyrule Castle because there's a lot of good gear in that castle. And I thought, oh, he's asking me if he could just go in there and explore. You know, that's what I was answering. <laughs> but you went all, <laughs> what yeah. is it? You had one row of hearts, which is fine. Like and, a full row, yeah. Yeah, and, and people have done it. I mean, people have beaten Ganon by just going straight there on, with three hearts. And, they, and there's YouTube videos. You, I mean, you, of course you can do that. But, you know, I was like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But I, I didn't, I didn't realize what you were trying to ask me was, can I go beat this game? Because yes, you can, but it, it is, as It'd you be, found out, very yeah. difficult to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I've been, I've been having a blast with it, um, but it's all because of you Don't. Um, doing that I, to me. I've actually got I've actually got my pro controller up and I've got it on on its kickstand, which just, by just the way, in case the OLED the OLED's kickstand right is Top. amazing. I'm, you know the only thing I don't like about the the new OLED case with the kickstand or or the just just if I had to complain, yeah. we we got the uh, we got the LAN port in the dock, mm-hmm. but we lost out on a micro USB like where you could plug in a charger for your controller. Yeah, yeah, mm. I can see that. We swip, mm-hmm. we swap those out. Some will say we got a better. I I don't know, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just for, gonna play this while y'all talk. For the record, Sean, it's not your fault. This is what John <laughs> does. He's just using you as yeah. a scapegoat to go back yeah. to something he loves. He oh, does you know it. He does it all year round, folks. This is a lie. I will not stand for it. <laughs> it's not I will call push. him out. Well, it's just a just a little tap. Chris, uh, unfortunately, Chris makes his case. Mm-hmm. particularly if I were to tell you that it's possible that for a couple of hours, two nights ago, I was playing Assassin's Creed Origins. There you go. See? <laughs> and then a friend of mine, we had company over Saturday and I was telling this guy that it's, I'm like, they're, my, my friends are going to wonder why I'm on PlayStation playing Resident Evil Village. But the guy had never played it. So he was just playing my game. Yeah. On, you know, and who's playing it for hours? I'm like, they're just gonna think I'm playing this because I just can't. It's funny. It our Discord chat at one point, Tinley was playing Roblox. Uh, oh yeah. So now every time they see just a random game, the assumption is that Tinley's on the computer playing a game, and it was like, mm-hmm. nah, that was me doing that. The only game I'm not gonna play is Roblox. Uh, but yeah, the, Zelda. It, it John John has said this, and he said this recently on a topic, the Breath of the Wild for him is the best game ever made. He said that. And and replaying it, I am recapturing all of the 
the goodness of it. I want to I want to point out that Chris said everybody's hyping up Ganon, and Chris is like, if you beat the other versions of Ganon, this one's not that much different. It's just getting to him was is the problem. So there you go. I'll work with I it. I don't agree. Right. No, well, that's, that's what, we've had a shocker. dichotomy of sorts when it came <laughs> to that. Uh, I will say this: there, if you've planned to pick back up a game, and this may be spoken for every game, don't just think you can pick up where you left off in your memory, like you remember every button combination and what to do. Uh, because nah, bro. Nah, <laughs> that, bro. The the Lionel in the castle was working me. Did you get him? No, I went back and fought the first Lionel and destroyed him. Oh. Yeah. So so why why did you want to did you just want to get get it done? Is that what it was? You just wanted I, to get it done? No, I thought I was he done thought it was close. With the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I mean I've, technically you did all the, the I did the beasts. I did the beast and then and then mm-hmm. Empa said she said go. You're ready. Go kill Cannon. Yeah. Cuz so you got all the memories got, and I, w- I went and got the memories kind of saw how the story played out. Mm-hmm. I was like I'm not going to go get those uh, what are they called? Uh, Korak seeds. seeds. Yeah. Yes, those. Yes, because uh, why? Uh, I didn't care. And this tied back into the whole achievement thing I've always talked about. If there was achievements to killing all the Lionels or your first Lionel, I'm an achievement. I would have done that, but you get just, you just get uh, their gear is awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I but mean, what I what I do with the Lionel gear is I um. I get it all. I save it. And you, you can, I don't know if you ever purchased a, that. If you ever bought that house from the builders in the Karakiro Kakiriko village. And what you do is you can have like mounts in your house and store your weapons in there. Shut the front door. Yeah. Wow. It's not, a, it's, it's not a, it's not a limitless space, but I would take everything I got from Lionel's, which is significant. And yeah. because those weapons are just very powerful that, and that sounds, uh, just store everything in there. That sounds like the homestead in Skyrim. That's what you know, they probably me. stole it from Zelda. That's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, there you go. You got a story about always believing things like an 80 to 1 odds. Uh, you know, if you got a Nintendo, sign up for that online. You might find it very useful. And uh, if you hang out with me, you're going to do things like play Zelda for the 418th time. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's and fine. once again, we did watch Doctor Strange. Yeah, should we? All of us. Yeah. I just want to point that out. The three of us went and did something there and didn't involve food. John almost died. He did. <laughs> John almost, well, he did openly laugh in a bathroom with me. Gosh. You showed it to me. I couldn't stop laughing. He's like, Dude, that's the legend. That's it. <laughs> that's Man. it. Oh, that was good I time. could not breathe. Yeah. Because it was, you know, hitting my esophagus. And I, I what? It was what? so funny. We, I, we have to, we go, John and I go pee together, right? There's a whole story behind it. But John was going to do a thing I ended up doing to John, which I never do. And I don't know why I chose to do it that day. But so these are some stadium seats. You hook around the corner. No one can see you. And me and John are trying to not miss the movie. So I like, in my mind, ran as fast as the flash up the sidewalk. And I turned around and John was like, I was going to do that. Like, (laughs) we are, we are man children. And we are not, we are not afraid to say that. 
Uh, but Chris, we good? We good to go? You think more than good ish? Acid Trigger wants to know if John gave it a three. What did my, I give it three? My uh, Richard. No, John. I think he means uh, Doctor oh. Strange. I don't think so. I think it was talking because he said he saw. I, I I showed it to him. That's I I could be wrong. Let's see who knows Acid Sugar better, huh? Probably me because I've been watching. I think it's me because me and him are friends. You know he likes my Facebook posts, my personal page. What? 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 Anyways, uh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, say something funny so we can go to the topic. It's a topic time. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our topic time, time, time for this week. Whether uh, you've been here the whole time, that includes the intro to now, or if you, uh, you know, just saw the time stamp and you came right to here, it doesn't matter. We're all here. So what I do now is I shut up so we can properly introduce the topic for this week, and I hand it over to Chris. The topic is... Track to you me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I love I love that now that we do that. By the way, uh, track to Yomi. Uh, just go ahead and get it out there. This game came out on Chris and I played it on Xbox Game Pass, but it did come out on all the big platforms. We're talking PC, PlayStation Four and Five, Xbox One and Series XS, uh, and and yeah, it came out on Cinco de Mayo, May fifth. So this is a quick turnaround for your weekly Games Chat crew, you know, because normally we we like to give a little time. We we don't want to burn ourselves out. And we don't want to rush things over. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, Chris did not rush it, but Chris did complete this game. Uh, I played this game, so you're going to get a point of view from somebody who's about maybe three-fourths of the way done with it. What and someone you? that is, uh, I'm at the end of five. Yeah, you're almost done. Yeah, I'm right mm. there, and then Chris is done. John did not play it uh, because he doesn't have an Xbox. But what? But, what? but Sean, you, apparently with this game, you Johned it this week. They were almost there. I, That's I, funny. I did. I did. Well, I got a roadblock last night. And maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. But I was on. I started doing this counter, and I totally don't know the real number. But let's just say I started at fifty fifth try, and then by the time I beat what I was trying to do, it was like a hundred and something. Yeah. That means in a row, I kept dying. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll do a proper. You know, Chris set this whole game up, and you and I will just bounce off each other and. We'll talk about our trek to Yomi, yo. Okay. I want to hear about this. 310 to Yuma. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was what? It was that PlayStation. Uh, what do they call those things? You guys watched it. PlayStation. Uh, you know. Now. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that I what? think we saw it on PlayStation. Uh, 
it was one of them things. Uh, what are uh, they called? PlayStation a, Experience. Yeah, let's go with that. It's, no. it's got a name to it. One of those little things there, like the Nintendo Directs. And I remember afterwards, both of you guys were kind of hype on this, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you were like, this looks interesting. And then, like, shortly after, I was like, oh, it's coming to Xbox. And then they said, oh, it's coming to Game Pass. So I was like, oh, cool. There's one that. State of play. There you go. That's what they're called. Wow. Shout we're dumb. We host head. the greatest. Pan- <laughs> Shout out to our head mod, Nacho, the greatest, you know, ever. Jeez. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, Trek, Trek to Yomi is a samurai, I guess you could say, for the most part, side-scrolling game, right? A little bit of open world environment every now and then. Very limited open world. Uh, but it is probably most notable in that is very clear they are basing it off the classic, uh, was it Kurosawa, the uh, the director of classic samurai films uh, such as Seven Samurai and things like that, uh, from wh- which pretty much is the standard, right? Like if you if you remember Ghost of Tsushima, uh, which came out what two years ago, right? Famously had a Kurosawa mode that would make it black and white, and that is the aesthetic it's going for here. Uh, but you play is, I believe his name is Hikiro or something like that, Sean. Uh, you know Hikiro, me. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. terrible with these names. Uh, where you start as a young samurai uh, without getting too spoilery. It's it's basically a tale of revenge um, as you see events of, in his young life and then later on as he uh, becomes an adult uh, and he tries to basically defend and eventually avenge uh, the people he is charged with protecting as a samurai uh, for them. And uh, you go on a journey that I think I thought was going to be very straightforward at first, uh, but definitely after what I learned what the word Yomi uh, stands for in Japanese culture kind of explains where you end up going in this game. Uh, but I won't spoil, spoil that for you. If you don't know what the word is, uh, then, you know, that can be a surprise if you do pick this up, if not, um, you know, you'll learn one way or the other, as you get there, you know, if you already know, I guess you could probably deduce it yourself, but yeah, that's uh that is the basic premise. It's by the folks, I believe, who are most notable for the their big success is the uh, revamp of Shadow Warrior one and two, and I think they got Shadow Warrior three is supposed to be coming out later this year. So that's that's kind of their main project. And from my understanding, uh, Devolver Digital kind of approached them with this idea because they've been wanting to do a game in this style for a while. Yeah, and, and I we we can't, and you may hear me say this seventy four times. We cannot understate how like impressive the style is of this game yes from an aesthetic perspective uh you know and and in a way it's so good i don't know if you did chris and we'll probably get into this too but i've kind of some of the lesser things that the game can do Mm -hmm. i was like you know what but it looks effing amazing you know (laughs) yeah it's um like i really love what is it that first level before you actually go to fight um and you're running through the town right because there are literally shots of this that you would be like, I could see that in a Kurosawa film. I yeah. could see that in a, um, 
man, I'm forgetting his name, the dude who directed Roma, though, uh, right now in Gravity and all that kind of stuff. Uh, just the, that kind of, like, it looks like a shot a director would use in a film. It looks so natural and real and captures um, the spirit of where you are, makes you feel like you're in that feudal Japan era. Um, and even, like, after you, um, that moment, like, where you get through the town and at the very end it finally pans out and you see the rice patties and villages uh surrounding yeah. the town and all that like you really get a, a a true scale and again it if there's one thing i will you can say that is great about this game is that whether you're talking about the music um or more importantly the style of the visuals uh and the framing of things it literally does look like one of those classic samurai films true and true and it is quite impressive to look at yeah uh <laughs> just like other things that we would make jokes about at this point in time right chris <laughs> to, 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 to back you up uh was it Alfon- alfonso curion that you're yes, talking about yes that's who i was trying to think of like there is literally a shot of that village that remind me of a shot out of roma and i, I was so, just to see that in a game and it's not like some you know 300 million dollar game like naughty dog doing their dude, thing but just yeah, a small I, I i Look at me. I can't even talk. I'm I'm blown away by how this looks. I tweeted it out. You guys kind of saw a glimpse of it. But when it's on your screen in front of you, uh, it's something magical about feeling like you're literally, you know, uh, walking through a movie. Uh, and I read uh, I'd read this before the game came out. I, I just pulled it up now. So if you wanted to fact check me, you could go to Wikipedia. You could see it here. But apparently the idea of how the game was going to look uh, the game director, uh, Min- Mincheri, or uh, sorry, Leonard Minchiari, uh, I think. Did you mention that, Chris? I can't remember if you mm-hmm. did or not. I did not. But he was messing with black and white imagery, but wanting to use it with Unreal Engine, which is what this game is powered through. Yeah. And to think that you just have an idea and it blossoms into this, I think it's, it's I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm wondering if, I, I wondered this. So I've never played a game in black and white before, like like this. I know you played that pixelated game. Well, you played, didn't you play Limbo? Technically, but it's not like this. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know how to explain it. So yeah, Limbo's not my only this is not my only black and white game. I played Limbo. Mm. Uh but you also played the uh Obra Die or whatever it was called. Oh yeah. Well that's a that's more of like a, a it's classic different, PC. Right? Yeah. It was still but I think I don't know if I could play uh I don't, I don't know if you took one of these away, if this would change the dynamic of the game. What I mean is, let's say you don't make it a samurai game in black and white, or you take mm-hmm. the black and white out and make it a color samurai game. I think them together, this is magic, and I'm glad they kind of went with this. That's that's my sentence. That's what I was trying to get out with all that other mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. Um, another part I did appreciate, um, it really does embrace Japanese culture like looking at the cast i i can't say for certain but just looking at the names it seems like everyone who is in the cast in the game is actually japanese um or from japanese descent i would have i would guess right uh there there are no language options there's just there's just japanese and you have subtitle options as you want them um the music comes sounds exactly straight from that period of japanese history um so you know everything kind of fits right like where you do 
again, and that probably adds up to why the the visuals as far as the art style are so good is that you yeah. can tell that, you know, even though this is like a Swedish studio, you know, they, they definitely want to make sure, I think, uh, kind of similar to uh, how uh, the folks on Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Shushima, or however I was told to say it in the chat. <laughs> Shushima. Uh, yeah. Um, T is silent, bro. Right. Apparently it is. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Why'd you put the T in there, bro? <laughs> That's how I am with things that are silent. But um, you know, it it you could tell it mattered to them to make sure that they, you know, treat this with respect. Um, because you know, it is a little weird sometimes to think like, here's a bunch of Swedish people making a samurai game uh <laughs> in that style. So that's that's awesome to see that they did. Uh, I feel like they did as much love and care with the uh, the style and the visuals that they could. Um, I just wish I could say that ended up being true for a lot of other aspects of the game. Um, I don't know if Sean feels that way about it. Well, let's see. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's the best way to say this? Let's see. Check a Meta- Metacritic uh, review so you'll know. Oh, well, that, that's funny, and that's called a pot shot. <laughs> but, but Chris and I, and we do this, ladies and gentlemen, so everything you hear on recording day, mm. it's organic. We try not to talk about a game that we've all played together so we can have a, a conversation and explore if we do feel the same or if we don't. So I'm actually intrigued to see what Chris is about to say. Yeah. Um, starting out, I had high hopes because of the visuals and and how it brought me in. Um and I get it, you know, it's a game where the progression is more so you learn combos over time, right? You'll go through and as you um, run into villagers or you defeat a certain enemy, after you do so, they'll be like, oh, now you can uh, not only just parry from one side, but you can automatically parry attack from the other side, right? So if you've got an enemy at your back, you don't have to worry about turning around or maybe you start to get attacks that where someone's behind you, you can slice your sword behind them and then you'll turn and face them and be able to follow up in combos and things like that. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of expected it to feel basic at the start and then build from there and and then, you know, introduce more and more enemy types that would make me feel like you know oh, okay when i see this type of enemy this is the kind of trick i need to use to get by him and there are a couple of instances of those in the game like maybe two or three i would say but what most people are going to find is that really you don't need much of style um and the game does not force you to have much of style as far as how you approach combat and it just kind of starts to feel basic and you don't see the advantage of a lot of these attacks that they're giving you over time. Um, maybe if you went like, I know after you beat the game, there's a Ronin difficulty or something like that, that oh. like literally puts it so that if you get hit one time, you die where you have to be perfect. Um, but for me, I just found very quickly that it was regardless of what enemy type it was nine times out of 10, what you should do is just stand there, let them swing at you, parry their attack. And then basically depending if they have heavy armor or no armor, you either use the heavy attack or light attack to follow up on them. And you could take down 
90% of enemies in front of you. Um, so you're not wrong. And I think, I think that's, I think that's partly why it's a shorter game. I want to think that the developers were like, all right, this is where we're at. This is what we offer from a combat perspective. Mm -hmm. Players will probably get bored of this. If we put it for six hours, probably get bored of it in three. I agree. But let's not, let's not over simplify the the story just for story's sake. Let's, let's make it kind of predictable. Maybe make it kind of like a samurai movie let's fit the aesthetic and then let's let them go play uh, because a lot of times when you are doing these moves that you've gotten tired of mm-hmm. or that you're very predictable of the backdrop that you're doing them on mm-hmm. is quite simply put epic yeah it's very maybe a, very nice a bow bridge with a moonlit background or a room of you know where you can't really see who's coming at you but you see their shadow mm-hmm. uh, just stuff it's so many little things like that that i think even though that's a pretty big downfall it mm-hmm. really is uh the game itself tried to maybe cover them up so you don't have to do it for so long yeah um and even here like this isn't an insanely long game yeah. Like, you know, it's seven chapters and I would say for most people it's probably going to be between I mean, if you're like a god at these games, um you probably could beat it in 4 to 5 and it wouldn't shock me. And I think for most people it's going to be no more than 8 and probably between 6 and 7. Um, you know, that's that's I was like at six and a half hours I think when I checked my my final play time and all that kind of stuff. Um and even here I would actually argue I think the story in one part, the back half felt a little bit long where I was like, this is just getting repetitive and it's not showing me anything new. Right. Um, And I was ready to literally wrap it up. I was like, I know where we're heading. I know where we're going. Um, And it it did not now. I know where we're going. Yeah. And it didn't feel rewarding. Like it even like, as you get late in this game, it starts to throw these really weird things. Like for one, out of nowhere in like chapter five, I think it is on, they start doing There's these a puzzle and it is the worst puzzle <laughs> mechanic I can remember in a game. Like I, I'm not kidding. It's so, it's so dumb. It's like literally you go stand on this thing and you'll see three Japanese letter icons, right? Go up. And then you just open up a wheel and spin them to so the right part up. like yeah. and it's not even like a thing like where you have this outer wheel uh inner wheel and then an even more inner wheel where moving one moves the other right it's not like god of war they're all separate yeah yeah it's not like god of war where you have three symbols but you have to figure out how to get them to chime you know by throwing the axe it's just literally look and go oh okay there's that symbol move this here that it felt it, kind of it, it yeah. felt kind of out of place yeah, it fillerish. Uh, but but I I attribute it to it because if you think about it, I don't want to spoil. Mm-hmm. They introduce it at a point where things are kind of wacky anyway. It feels like it's meant to give you a little bit of a break between the combat, um, for a second yeah. because it does kick it up a little bit more as you go to the back half. The other thing that was weird, you you get to the back half and there's points where you have to make choices and they don't. I didn't really understand which one was the one that. I should feel invested in like you have three choices you can make. And there's like, they kind of make you reaffirm it a couple of times. And I, I'm guessing it probably affects the ending. 
based on what you choose. Yeah. Like, yeah. and you know, for me, it was just kind of, it was like a logical thing for me why I ended up picking out. But, um, I, again, I, I didn't see the point. Cause I was like, you really haven't done anything to build this to like make me feel like I'm making a serious choice or to impart to me the seriousness of my decision. It's, it's literally just a preference is what it felt like. Well, um, they, they, they tried to, they tried what they tried to do. And unfortunately, because of the short window of a six hour game yeah. and at the point where they give you the choice to make, you're probably three, four hours into the game. Uh, the whole thing is based on this relationship you've built or that they feel like you should be more advanced in. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of how I answered my questions, but it really wasn't, it was kind of like saying, I love you, mm-hmm. but just to say it, it wasn't because like, no, I, I love you. Yeah. It was, it was, not really vested if that makes sense but uh you're you're not wrong there either yeah uh, and and i do want to point out because i know everybody's clamoring uh, john there's no fast travel okay sorry no to put that out there no and, fast travel and you don't need it um, <laughs> you don't need it yeah. you don't need it the one thing so the way the the system is basically working the loop if you are is you have these shrines as you're going through the level and every time you hit a shrine it replenishes your health and it saves the game And then it's kind of like, okay, between this shrine and whenever you find the next shrine, you just have to survive, right? You don't ever replenish your health. Um, You don't, you know. There's no potions or anything like that. About the only thing you'll find is equipment for weapons that you acquire um, as you go through the game. And, of course, you can go out there in certain little areas, find collectibles and, uh, and upgrades to both your stamina and health, which are probably the one thing that is really necessary, I'd say, in this game as you go further in like you need to be hunting for those things but like yeah the idea is if there's 30 enemies in your path to the next one you're going to have to beat all 30 of those enemies without dying once you do that you go to the next shrine you save replenish your health you'll always start from there again with full health and be able to go about your way and usually you know when you're getting close to the boss because they'll start inundating you with tons of like supplies, yeah, yeah, gears and stuff like that, so that you have enough resource to kind of, if you want to change up your combat strategies with these uh, weapons, which I found most of the time didn't really need, but they are helpful in periods, uh, especially one in particular that you get later in the game. I won't spoil what it is. Let's just do. Say, I have it already. Uh, it goes boom. Yeah, you push <laughs> down to access yeah, it. Yeah, I, I have it. Is that? Is that spoilery? I don't know. I mean, all I'm... Well, well, yeah, yeah, we won't spoil it. But mm-hmm. in, in addition to your samurai sword, you do actually get access to other weapons that kind of fit a samurai fighting, except mm-hmm. for the one Chris just re- mentioned. And the reason I hate that one mm-hmm. uh, is because it's the only one that takes incredibly long to reload. Yeah, and uh, the th- you know the thing I also don't like about it? I know I'm going into a fight, and I know I want it loaded for when I go into it, and I can't load it until I'm actually in the fight. Yep. And the thing is, the first time you load it, it automatically shoots. It automatically shoots, yeah. Yeah, so it's so, like it, it's little things like that that irritate the hell out of me when I'm playing this game. Um, the other thing, as far as combat, I think the probably the one you could maybe even make the most serious charge, the combat does not feel like it has weight. I think, which is just does not make sense to me in a samurai game. Like, 
the blade I have should feel like it carries heft and does deadly damage. And because the the enemies do deadly damage to us. Yes, and it's like it's to a point where even like when you parry these guys, the animation is just like both your swords just go ting and like they just kind of go back slightly, and you're like, this does not feel like how two samurai would react if their blades met right there would be force there would be power there would be a, a battle of wills to to try Look, we to can't gain, have harry potter you know. and voldemort every time chris yeah you know um <laughs> you know instead it just feels like they're fodder and and they just bounce back and then like i said you just unload on them and then they fall to your sword um one thing that i hated about what you just talked about mm -hmm. you can you can see the the clinging of the swords but the the remember the shot that is so beautiful a lot of times you're not up close yes so you can't you're like did we just parry is is he kind of standing back for a minute yeah. can i attack and by the time that runs through your brain they've they've countered from the parry and now they're attacking you again as so much, it's like, yeah. It, as much as we praise the aesthetic, there are times, and like I wish they had thought about this maybe a little bit more when they were doing their combat sequences, where I appreciate that aesthetic, especially like you know, um, Sean, like later on when you're going through that mountains and stuff like that, and you're running up paths, right? Um, where again, those shots look really great, but then you have these other times where as you said, like there's a guy coming at you and either the camera is very far back. So it's not easy to necessarily see where your timing is in, in relation to their attacks. Other times there are literal obstacles in your path where, you know, if all of a sudden there's a barrel that's being placed in the foreground uh, as a shadow almost right of, of, of something that's in the foreground in front of you, you can't literally really see what your guy is doing or, and more importantly, what the enemy is doing, which yeah. can be a pain as you get later in the game. And you do have these instances where you could have two or three types of enemies that if you don't have a good handle of what they're trying to do to you can do damage to you very quickly and make you have to restart from the uh, save point. Yeah, um, my most troublesome fight, Chris Witness, and we mentioned it, how I went from a counter that I made up from 50-something to over 100 times dying over and over and over and over. Mm. This was an instance where all of a sudden, for the first time, I was fighting more than two or three people at once, and it was not the boss fight. Uh, so that was fun mm. to learn that. Uh, we we found my initial delay. It Look, the game ran great. I was playing it on Xboxes. Uh, the Xbox app on my PC through streaming from my console. It worked great, but I did notice at certain points this game struggled with uh, t touching your LB button to parry, so there was a little bit of just a min minute millisecond of lag, but yeah. this game, it it matters. That actually does matter in this game. Yeah, you got to be uh, very precise. Yeah, you do got to be precise, which sucks. And, and, you know, my friend and I, Chris started playing this the first day it came out, and he was hanging out with us and the world-famous Cozy Coffee Time. And uh, he, he mentioned how there was no really onboarding. And there, yeah. there's not. And I you know, I joked you know, on that day and everything, and I'm like, bro, we're gamers, let's figure it out. But had Chris not really pointed out to me that a certain button did a certain things, I kind of went to myself, I thought, would I have known that that's what it is? Because yeah. the onboarding was not the best. Uh, you know, to be fair, Elden Ring's onboarding wasn't the best. 
but it was a much longer game, had a lot more content, and in many terms, it was okay to- if you actually took the time to realize you should jump down to the area to do the onboarding, <laughs> which I did not do. But you know, yeah, that is what. Well, it is. Look, but, we, yeah, we do have right. a couple of questions real quick from Tucker. Mm-hmm. Tucker being new to the to the Twitch community, I want to point these out because these are good questions other people may have. Uh, being a samurai game doesn't have an easy mode. Yeah. Yeah. That's a funny story, actually. <laughs> yeah, what's actually funny is that when you first pull it up, if you're not careful, you will play the game on easy mode um, because it defaults. It goes from left to right as far as difficulty, so it starts on that most left one, which is easy. But um, I played on medium the whole entire time, um, and I feel like outside maybe the last hour or so, I could handle the majority of that game on hard if I had to. Yeah, you could. You stud. Uh, I switched to medium. No real problems until that boss, that non-boss fight, boss fight that I told you about. Uh, but I'm, I'm rocking it on medium still. The second question uh, from Tucker says, uh, from what I'm hearing, this game gives me the impression of being a title that is designed for just controller or just keyboard and doesn't really work on one or the other. Is that one of those? I haven't played it with controller. Yeah, I can't see how you would play this game um, very effectively without a uh, a controller. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, it. I play with a controller. Yeah. Um, if you're speaking even a PC, you probably have Xbox PC game thing. Play it with their user Xbox controller and rock it out. Uh, but yeah, there's there's definitely Chris just listed them, and I can't. I don't have any argument for what he just said uh that maybe take away from this game but for me uh i I told you i'd say it something about those things happening in the backdrop that it's happening and on Mm. happening on i I, i'm not giving it a pass Mm. but i'm not gonna say like they devastatingly made the game anything less than it would be anyway um i i don't i don't know how to say that any better so i hope it kind of makes sense uh to be honest yeah i mean (laughs) I don't know. I really love the aesthetic. There's no question about that. But I've seen games that from Devolver Digital in the past couple of years that are, for the most part, you know, side-scrolling, sword-based gameplay, right, that have a stylized aesthetic. Uh, Katana Zero was a great example of one of their games that, like, you know, it was challenging, like it required you to be perfect in spots. Um, but I felt the difference here is that those games had a really good gameplay uh, loop underneath them. Right. And I was when I see the name Devolver Digital, I often associate that that is what you're going to also get because they've just like, you know, my friend Pedro, like they're they are a unique indie publisher uh but they usually if they go for these hyper stylized things there's usually the gameplay to back it up and maybe the shortcomings might be just on the realization of um like the whole entire game story and and feeling like it doesn't get repetitive or something like that but usually the core of it is very strong um and that seems to be the opposite here right where it's sure it's grade a aesthetic and then it's it's just not a very good game, you know. Underneath. It feels like they definitely focused a lot of their their development on the style of the game, 
mm-hmm. uh, which is why it you, you see it the most and you talk about it the most. The mm-hmm. music, Chris brought it up. You heard it when he brought up the intro. Phenomenal music. Sure. The, vo- the voice acting, mm-hmm. really good voice acting. And you, you rely on the on-screen if you're English speakers like Chris and I on the on-screen words so you know what's going on in the story. Uh, I, don't, I don't notice that it takes away from the story. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. I know sometimes when you have on-screen words uh, and, and you're trying to look back and forth, people say that that, you know, takes away from it. I don't know. I also want to give a shout out to those shrines you brought up because it felt like there weren't too many. Um, and, and that would be now if you felt that way or if you currently feel that way, you, I think you get an extra shrine if you are going into the alleys to find the things that Chris talked about, like the extra stamina builds. You can't find things them ones things of that nature but i was very thankful they're there because i've played games where they're few and far between and it sucks uh and i'm not the best samurai guy ever i kind of want to switch it back to easy mode uh you know i ain't gonna lie because you know i don't want it to be too hard i'm getting i'm getting to a point where i want to have fun when i play video games like what's the point if you're not right fair uh but yeah right now i'm rocking it out and and i i do think it's worth uh your time to be quite frankly with you if you have something like xbox game pass and you can get it for free i don't know what it's selling for on other platforms i couldn't tell you that right now i guess i could look uh let's look to see if i would say yeah that it's worth that uh being only six hours or whatever that's going to be what people talk about i don't see i don't mind length like if your yeah game is competent oh it's only 20 bucks yeah you know 20 bucks is fine i think yeah, I mean, I, I think it just depends what you're wanting, right? Yeah, um, I think 20 bucks is fair, though. I was thinking hopefully 15 or, but I, I mean, guess 20 is fine. I'll, I'll be honest, this is <laughs> why I've, I preach Game Pass, is this is the kind of game. Like, I will give this game a shot and some time. And, you know, of course, just because we didn't really have anything else and it, I read it was not a very long game, you know, I was just like, well, I'll just keep going through, you know, unless it just gets me to a point where I do not want to continue, right? I have no problem sitting down playing something like this because it's on Game Pass. Me and John have recently talked about other things that I don't know if we would either go out and especially in the one that's in early access buy, you know, before it comes out and we actually see what the finished product is. But because it's there, we don't have a problem with sitting down and giving it a shot. And that's the part. I think that's like, while it's great to have the, you know, the fact and the understanding that your Starfield this fall, if it comes out, will be, you know, there for us on day one. I think the biggest service this does is to to indie publishers to say, hey, here's a place where people literally, if they're just looking something to play, there's no reason not to, right? If you know you yeah. like this type of game, then why not at least give it a try so you have a baseline to to go like, wow, even if I didn't really enjoy this, it makes me realize when I'm seeing something I enjoy even more, right? Yeah. I have that uh, and Acid said it the best, uh, we don't mind length around here. And what mm-hmm. he meant by that, it's all about the journey a game takes you on. There uh, you go. For sure. Think about like Edith Finch and games mm-hmm. like that back in the day, right? For sure. Firewatch. They're not long games. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even call those games. That's funny. But uh, they but- blow but we enjoyed it. Uh, and if you go on, like if you just Google or whatever Trek to Yomi, you'll see that, that, that people like it. They do. Uh, uh, 
I don't know how else to explain that. Right now, Google users are giving it a 95%, uh, but you'll read some audience reviews where some people are complaining about the things you know Chris brought up, and then you'll see some people saying things like, but it's a great samurai game. It looks great. So, you know, that'll be for you to decide ultimately, but we appreciate your time in, you know, listening to this review today. Uh, John, we cannot. I was going to say before we go, John, do you yeah. have anything? Yeah. I was, I was Any gonna, questions that, or anything? Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. We can't my, leave. Yeah. My overall question would be <clears throat> um, the camera and it being fixed. Is that distracting is it a problem or do they sort of no. adopt the uh, the old school god of war kind of thing does it ever just seem like you wish you could move the camera around i haven't felt that yet chris okay. could, maybe could attest differently there it's are times when it reminds me of partly got the old god of war and partly old school resident evil where you go into a room and the camera just flips to another angle mm -hmm. it's kind of distracting watching it, it. I don't know if it. I don't know if it jumps into it. I don't uh -uh. know if you just sort of get it organically and it just makes sense. But it does. It, I, I, the camera works. I think it works for its style. As I said earlier, it it's the parts that like irritated me again. Where like you're trying to do this shot, and there's a big freaking beam in the middle of this room, and that happens to be where all these enemies want to attack me at. And because there's a big freaking beam in my face, I can literally not see what he's trying to do to me, and I cannot see what I am doing to him. So I just kind of have to play it on faith, and I can't back up because there's two guys behind me that are just waiting to kill me. You know, it's things like that that would just irritate me to hell, um, where I'd be like, man, I really wish I could slightly, just as you said, like, you know, tilt it. Um, I don't mind a stationary camera you know, for that 2d side thing. But I, I honestly believe if you're going to do that kind of camera, you need to have a visualization where you can see everything you're doing in the room and where there's no, I guess, blocks in your sight. Right. As far as mm -hmm. what you need to. Yeah. I see. think, I think if you started moving cameras around, it would take away from the experience. Probably. I'm being, I'm being honest. It does move if you venture off in a side alleyway. It'll turn, like when we say the game's mostly 2D, it turns 3D-ish mm -hmm. for you to see the things that you pick up in your exploration or whatever. But but now that we got John's thoughts, Chris, do you want to uh, lay down that, Richard? Uh, you did, once again, complete the game. I'm three-fourths of the way, mm -hmm. and we'll see where we stand, buddy. Yeah, this was uh, just about aesthetics and alone right and the love letter as far as its style to those films um i'd probably say it was an eight but it it's a game too and you know it very much it's not like this is trying to be you know a story walking simulator type thing where it's about the experience with simple maybe like clever puzzles right it's not even like on the level of like, say something like inside where when you did do puzzles, they did make you go, ah, or like right where might not be the hardest game ever, but it was interesting the whole entire way through. It is a, I think at its core trying to be an action game, an action samurai game. Um, and therefore that's why I judge it on. So with that being said, I, I, I think the more I've pondered on it since last night, I've gotten more down on it. So I think I'm at a six. I mean, I think it's just okay. And I mean, like, and I think I only 
didn't go lower because I did not have to pay 20 bucks to play it. See, I, I, I'm not in a way I'm shocked. I think that's the lowest Chris has ever given anything on the show from Mm -hmm. a game. Uh, and I don't think this game deserves that, but, but I, he just told you why he got to there. Mm. I think we've, we've all played, I don't know. I, I don't want to rant too much, but see for me, from an aesthetic, I would start at 10 because the game is to me beautiful. Sure. So much so that it inspired me to take screenshots and later post them on Twitter. Okay. Uh, what I do have a problem with is, you know, the things we highlighted during the review, the, 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 it's an action samurai game and the things you got to do, it does feel like button mashing, even though there's combos you can learn uh, and things of that nature. So I'm down around the uh, 7.25 range. And I'm leaving it there for this reason. I'm at the three-fourths area of the game. If the ending's good, it'll go to 7.5. If the ending's blah, I'm going to put it at a 7. There you go. So that's where I'm at. And that's why I chose that. Again, I do think it's worth your time, especially on Game Pass. And I would not tell you to not buy it if it was only 20 bucks and you had it and you wanted to enjoy a samurai game. So there you go. Hmm. And John gives it a 10. <laughs> John's not even going to touch it now because he doesn't play get... games unless they're, you know, the greatest game of all time in his yeah. mind. That's where he's at in his life now. Because he's just playing Breath of the Wild for the rest of his life. I can't wait to get back to it. Let's be honest. Do you guys want to do some news? Uh, Sure. Do we have Do we have news? Maybe. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. 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 Hey, it's news time, and to lead us off is the head editor-in-chief guy himself, John. What up, well, buddy? I'm I'm feeling canceled today. You shouldn't. Ooh. Okay, we love you. Well. <laughs> this doesn't affect you. You're in good place with this. Let me tell you something about being canceled. Gotham Knights, in a surprising twist, has been canceled for previous-gen consoles. That was a tease, John. Gotham Knights will no longer be released for PS4 and Xbox One consoles. The this was originally announced with the intent. I cannot spell. Can you uh, tighten up, dude? Yeah, this is a rough day. Uh, intend to accommodate previous gen versions, but those have seemingly been canceled ahead of its release. No specific reason was given by the publisher, other than to say that it would quote provide players with the best possible gameplay experience. The game is still arriving on October 25th for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. A new 13-minute gameplay demo was released outlining new combat, activity, and traversal details. The demo features single-player and two-player co-op. There was rumor of a four-player co-op. That is no longer the case, if it ever was. Yeah. So, guys, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite loving this announcement. I think, uh, I think it's time to move on from previous gen even though a lot of other titles aren't going to do that but i'm wondering if this is a decision in quality or a decision in crunch um 
I like think maybe it's what you said. Maybe they're struggling to get these onto other platforms, and there's just too much work to do to get it done. Yeah, yeah I kind of agree with that too. I think it's like they're like, is yeah. it really? Is it really worth it? I think, in my mind, it's a decision of because <laughs> I don't think they want to give up on PS4 and Xbox One because that's where the money for this game this fall would be made overwhelmingly because it's just you where. Think so? Yeah, because it's where the biggest play base is right now, right? Like we got an article, I a couple of play one. Base. What we have a an article, you know, a little bit further on here that kind of highlights that. Even, um, I think this is being done primarily because it's probably a game that's been in development for a while, and if you're um, WB Games, you're looking at this and going, "We just moved Suicide Squad to next year. We need a game for the fall." And they say, we can get this out on next-gen consoles. That's probably a lot easier for us to do in a crunch and get through and, and get out and it be something that has a positive experience for people. But if you want us to make this work on the older ones, it's going to have problems. <laughs> you know. So they made well, a decision so that they can guarantee this game will come out this fall and they have a game for the fall, uh, which is good for you know WB. So what did you say just now that disagreed with us? Huh? Oh, no. I just, well, you said. No, I, I, um, what, what's puzzling to me is a month ago, we already knew the release date. Mm-hmm. And then a month later, I don't think those two decisions were in tandem. I think they happened a month apart. I think, I think the studio just sure. said, we can't, we can't get this done. Correct. Uh, we need our developers to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I mean, I, I do think I, it's a dichotomy of thought here. You know, you have, you, you do want, uh, you do want the, the, the game. You kind of want these games on new consoles and staying on new consoles, but there is money, a lot of money involved in putting these games on a hundred million units. Correct. I mean, that sells on the table, but maybe at some point they'll just. Um, so you guys are assuming everybody, I know you're playing an average, mm. the law of averages. You're thinking if, we put it to where there's more consoles, more people will buy them. Right. But that's that's rolling the dice. You never know. But it's you it's about attachment rate and, and asking yourself what's the likely attachment rate for this game. And you go, okay, if this has only got 20 million and this one over here has 100 million and, you know, you get just 5% of owners to pick it up on one of those, right? They are very different numbers in sales for that company you know you, you could have the same sale rate on both next gen and and previous the other one will make a ton more money for you uh that you know so it's a it's it's an investment yeah i mean like i guess they're making a sacrifice no, no? okay he, I, I was ready and he, oh keep no no it's part of the comedy gold that is you <laughs> uh we will literally go it's on a t here you go, swing and and it's 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 fine. I so, John, can you say your pivot again? It's an investment. Oh, you know, it's kind of like how PlayStation invests. And let me tell you more about that. Uh, Sony is investing a further three hundred million dollars into its first party PlayStation Studios as a two pronged strategy to grow its gaming business, alongside releasing games on multiple platforms. And that multiple platform. Forms was in uh, quotation marks. 
We plan to increase software development expenses aimed at strengthening first-party software at our existing studios by approximately $308 million. Going forward, we aim to grow the game business by strengthening our... our, Am I about to read that again? Did y'all just Ron Burgundy me? Is that on there twice? Is it? Okay, no. no. It says the same thing. Let me just read it. Let me just read it. Going forward, we aim to grow the game business grow the game business by strengthening our first party software and deploying that software on multiple platforms. End quote. That was not the same. Sony did not expound on what it meant by multiple platforms, but it's reasonable to assume, and we all know what happens when you assume that PC is involved in the plan. I think I'm hoping that's the early um, hint that yes, maybe not this year, but coming maybe starting next year or so, we are going to start to see same-day release on PC as PS5, um, especially, again, considering what the next article is. <laughs> How um, much of a risk do you think that is? I don't think it is. I mean, Microsoft's already shown. It's so profitable, right? Like, Microsoft, if you think about it, is is not only releasing all their first party games on Xbox and and PC on Game Pass on day 1, they're also releasing them on Steam on day 1. You go on the Steam just about every single time one of their game releases, it's the number one selling game that day. And it stays that way for about a week or so. So, they've they've said they've been very pleased because there is who's been a, very pleased? Microsoft. And you know, as far as my understanding like you look at the steam base, there's just a large contingent of players that they don't care about game pass, right? They don't, they mainly, well, they mainly just buy games off of steam. That's the lifestyle they live in and they're fine with it, you know? So I think well, like Xbox doesn't care about hardware. They care about platform. Sure. Sony is a, Sony is a hardware business mm-hmm. and no subscription service is going to change that for them. So what, what but the concern is committing to PC day one, people are going to be like, well, why buy a PlayStation? Why Maybe. buy this hardware? I mean, does that does that does that contribute to a significant loss of hardware sales? I don't know, but it's not zero. Maybe and a little because, bit because I don't know that that's as sustainable as because Xbox has said for a long time they're not a hardware business. Mm-hmm. That's just a that's just a because they've got the billion dollar the multi-billion dollar, you know, investments that Sony just doesn't have. So being profitable on one hand is, is, is it, 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 it's not going to fit the same model. Mm -hmm. So I'm just worried that Sony should maybe take it very slow, release a day one game, see how it goes, but be prepared to back off. I just, I don't know. I think, more than likely, like, I just don't see, you know, PlayStation to me has the most popular brand right now, right? Like, even though, and maybe I shouldn't say that to, like, overall, because Nintendo, as far as what they're doing with Switch, right, definitely has a mass appeal to type of gamer that I don't think Sony or Microsoft are going to ever really reach that well, right? And they kind of just accept it. They're like, hey, you know, 
there we're not going to be able to create these kind of games that draw people in the way Nintendo does and that's perfectly fine we have different experiences um but the thing is is that I would say I think there's a large contingent of people out there that are not enthused to go have to get into PC world and figure out what it is right and they're always going to be looking is the PS5 out now and then like you know Two weeks later, they're told PS6 is happening. They're already hyped for that, and they're ready to go, too. And I I don't think that's going to greatly diminish because of here. I think what's more likely to happen is that you have a bunch of people that live in the PC ecosystem, and that is where they have always existed. And they're just going to be like, oh, cool. It's kind of like, you know, Grand Theft Auto. They're not going to go buy an Xbox or a PlayStation to play it, but you put it on Steam they will go and they will buy it in droves um you know just because that's that's where they play games so i think that's like the benefit so if you say hey there's 60 million people out there on steam that would buy god of war on day 1 and then on top of that you'll still sell a ton of playstations that month because everyone's going to want one it's a win-win for the company last of us part 3 coming to nintendo switch <laughs> what <laughs> that'd be weird <laughs> uh, but maybe they're also doing it John because they missed their sales target. I'm muted I'm muted I've oh my bad I'm muted I'm mu- oh, no, 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 no. I'm implying that I'm muted that's it you're going to do the sales goals thing it's fine but I've been having little one liners and I'm muted oh, that's, because, that's because an Oompa Loompa was behind you yeah, yeah for sure telling me that mom's making uh, pork chops does she just not care about the rules? I, I guess not, <laughs> like, man. Don't come in here when I'm podcasting. Unless it's an There's emergency. A There's a camera, and I need to be there on being, the camera. She's over there just being Chris Jericho. Break it down! It just comes in. <laughs> but anyways. Down. Oh. Um, but yes, uh, the PlayStation 5, guys, has now sold 19.3 million units. That's not bad. Uh, but that's fallen short of its original 2021 sales target by 3.3 million. That's bad. Um, despite the news, Sony still expects to sell more units than ever before in the next year. Sony originally projected 14.8 million units in its second year on the market, but only 11.5 were moved. Sony blames the underperformance down to an ongoing shortage of hardware components worldwide. I agree 100% on that. For sure. I, I think I think these things would be flying off the shelf if people had them mm-hmm. to buy, you know? Yeah. That's just me. They could have Same with Xbox out. Series uh Xs. Yeah, we've seen that, right? Like all of a sudden they seem to have been able to get a little bit more stock here recently and they've had no problem really moving them. Well, it would right. not shock me at this point if Xbox was outselling PlayStation. Maybe not. Well, probably not. But it would. But it, but if they but but if they released their number and it was more, I was like, that makes sense. You you have got, you've got a lot of particularly, particularly S's out there on the market because yeah. I don't think they're doing. If they combine S and X together, they're blowing them out of the water. I Absolutely. Think. Yeah. I really think, yeah. Well, I thought there was an article like a couple of weeks ago saying they were the most profitable of the quarter. Right. Like when you take everything into account, they had the mm-hmm. best quarter. And I think that was the main reason was if you're combining the S and the X together. Well, Chris, you're an analyst. Can you extrapolate that data real quick? We'll wait. 
Meanwhile, Nintendo's like, we oh, got sorry, OLED, sorry, you're, regular. Sorry. You're a consultant. I'm, my light. bad. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm a top dog. <laughs> but, um, what were you no. saying, John? I was saying, like, but if Nintendo comes in, they're like, oh, we're combining consoles, OLED, regular, light, let's put them all together, and y'all, y'all want to play this game? Well, think- Sean, as it happens, <laughs> uh, we can talk about that. But first, let's cover Nintendo software, shall we? Okay. Let's just say they've done well. Yeah, they've done pretty, well. pretty good. They have sold. Sean, you can't even count this high. I really 235 can't. million games for Switch in the financial year 2021. 100 million of those copies were <laughs> uh, DC Superhero Girls. No doubt that we still are waiting for you to cover on this fine show. I don't know why you keep lying to them and telling me yeah. Legend of Zelda. Breath the of people Wild's want it. Favorite. This represents the highest number sold in a single year in the company's history. Good for them. The hardware didn't sell quite as well than previous years, with the company only moving twenty-four, uh, sorry, twenty-three million units along. Uh, sorry, among oh. the three Switch models for twenty twenty-one. Still a pretty good number, but still a twenty percent drop from twenty twenty. Those losers. That's because everybody has a Switch. Nobody can buy anymore. Yeah, the Dalai Lama has a switch. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. yeah. Where are they at now? Like, have they gone past PlayStation? They had past hundred million. Yeah, I know they were that high. But yeah, I mean, they're what? It's five years old now, right? Arm sales, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Five so years. far, last from last bit of news shows one hundred six million units good god yeah and they had the most like they had the best advantage ever whenever the freaking uh pandemic hit right because they were sitting there it's like no one was waiting on a new switch at that point it but they had animal crossing (laughs) coming out as well and they're like we're gonna move all it was the perfect pandemic game yeah people still play it man i mean props to them more props see john a a prop is uh, that game actually sold um, 6 million units this year. Not this year. In 2021. Wow. I think it came out in 2020. Yes. It's still, yeah. yeah. 6 million of those was in 2021. Wow. Insane. 10 million units moved for cart. People love cart. I mean, like, that's always been there. Like, when Nintendo hits it right with a console, right? You just know certain things are always going to happen for whenever that person finally does pick it up, right? Where are they getting on day one? They're getting whatever the new Zelda is, whatever the new 3D Mario is, and probably either at least Smash or Kart, if not both. Yeah. You know, I would say, like, you can guarantee those. And then now it feels like Animal Crossing's in that conversation to this generation. Platoon. Oh, um, speaking of Nintendo, I should also I should also mention I should also mention that there's an indie showcase tomorrow. Oh, around uh, Sean, is it one o'clock? I think it's one o'clock PST. Am I wrong? Yeah, or is that so? So that's why. So 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 tomorrow afternoon, uh, if you're watching this live, but today if we're watching it, if you're listening to it on podcast, so. We'll, we'll probably touch on that stuff next week on all the announcements that they make. Yeah. If by the time you hear our shows, what John was trying to say, and it's already happened, just catch the highlights on YouTube. It's going to be on 
May 11th. Don't ever correct me again. Live in front of everybody. I'm sorry. I hope it doesn't underperform. Well, John did underperform, so I had... uh, Boo. Uh, World War II underperforms. Not the real war. Those are some (laughs) of the greatest people ever. Greatest war. Uh, (laughs) No, well, they killed the Nazis, and we still kill Nazis to this day, right? In video games. In game. Uh, Despite being the best-selling game of 2021, beating out Red Dead Redemption 2. Liar. Wow. Pot shot in the news. Activision is still reportedly unhappy about how the game has performed, and they are blaming it on its World War II setting. According to their annual reports to investors, the World War II setting didn't resonate with some of our community. Furthermore, 2021 was marred by high-profile sexual discrimination lawsuits, which also <laughs> probably played a role in the said declining on sales. Yeah, and I would. Uh, yeah. Effect. It was it was the perfect storm of not doing good. I think it's just I love World War II games, but it feels like that style of game is losing its pull. And it's not just Call of Duty, right? Um, you know, you don't see Band of Brothers games or yeah, Band of Brothers or no, it's not Band of Brothers, Brothers in Arms. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I don't think really if you did a battlefield that was World War Two, right? I don't think that would pull big. And I, I just Bad think company. I think it's like you take the youth, right? The youth is not interested in World War Two games the way, say, like when we were young. I think it was important because it was the kind of warfare that you could actually represent in a video game that would feel at least somewhat realistic to things going on in history, like a developer could make. And two, our fathers who who's more than likely their fathers were in service of that war, right? It's a connection to heritage and understanding and all those things. Like my, I mean, my dad's not a gamer, I would call him. And, but he used to play all sorts of world war two games. I, I just don't think that's going to have the same pull. Um, and if you're someone like Activision who requires very high numbers in sales, you're probably not doing any, favors to yourself by investing in that kind of you know if you're wanting very large large sales uh and that you need someone who comes through and is making a passion project at this point all right that's it i'm not the guy yeah, well, you're the you're the guy. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the guy to segue. You always himself. are the guy that does your thing. Well, I was like, no complaints. I don't want to complain guy. any further. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Multiple New York City funds have banded together uh, to file a complaint against Activision Blizzard, alleging that CEO Bobby Kotick and the board may have breached fidu- uh, fiduciary duty regarding their dealings. <laughs> you said duty. Like Call of Duty with Microsoft to be acquired and harm the company's value. The suit was filed on May 2nd and includes the New York City's employees and teacher retirement systems, pension funds for the fire department and police, etc. All these entities hold stock in Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard issued a statement in response saying, we disagree with the allegations made in this complaint and look forward to presenting our arguments to the court um i'm not a lawyer so i can't say for certain but I we know, know a couple of them where are they yeah. at though <laughs> something just tells me more than likely this is going to be an uphill battle for them i mean 
I don't yeah, think. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a lot about that stuff, but it just because I know there's been other lawsuits of that, but you usually have to prove that there was negligence and just you know bad faith on the party, and I don't think this was made in bad faith. I think this is them making a deal. Um, yeah, because remember we thought that they were planning it, and mm-hmm. then we found out no, they were like, "You want to buy us? Uh, you can buy us." Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was because they recognized we need we need to save we need to actually save our you know us. It was completely opposite of uh I don't yeah. know the what I think what I think I read or heard you read just now, but it did say fiduciary, and that's a fancy word for money. <laughs> but yeah, John, thoughts, prayers, are you zoned out getting ready to talk about anti unions? You getting fired up? Fire. I hope they destroy this deal. Oh. You really don't which which deal? The the Activision Blizzard? No, I don't I don't care. I don't care either way. I just um I'm you're seeing you're seeing a lot of I don't think this is a done deal. I, I just, I really just don't. The, the way that the FTC is getting involved, the way that the FTC is paying more attention to a lot of these things, I think um, I would be 70, 30, 30 being not going through. Mm-hmm. But 30 is no small, you know, chance. Sure. I think I think we could definitely see by 2023, Microsoft going, this isn't going to work. We can't do this. I think if so, anyone backs out, it would be Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, they might just go. This isn't worth the headache anymore. This is too much. This is too much. But then they look at those games again, right? And they go, they go, go, we're backing out the very next day. We bought Ubisoft for eighty nine billion (laughs) dollars. It's an incredible amount of it's a it's an incredible amount of properties. Yeah, um, for like sixteen dollars, dude, it's great, great deal. Nintendo could 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 get them. Yeah, I think they should buy them. That'd be great. Wow. On, Exclusively uh, Switch. on Switch. Diablo <laughs> 4. <laughs> it's lagging. I can't play it. If they do that, I'm forming a union. Well, I, I, well, I don't know. Are you sure you want to say that word on this podcast? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at you in the camera right now to tell you that all three of us love unions what are you speak what happened but somebody who are out you? there is anti-union so let's talk about that activision is actively discouraging can you believe that shocking actively discouraging raven software qa from voting in favor of a union raven management has been sending employees messages and holding town hall meetings and telling employees that unionization might harm game and development and impacts promotions and benefits. What kind of an idiot would say something like that? (laughs) The national labor relations board approved the unionization vote in late April. Hmm. See, I think that unions unions are good in some cases of things. And then I think sometimes they're not good. That's toxic. Um, I'm sending, (laughs) I'm sending a group of protesters over to your house right now. (laughs) Am I getting canceled for saying that? Son of a. <laughs> yeah. I'm not shocked by any of that. <laughs> that. Doesn't surprise you? No, not one bit. I mean, wow. Large corporation is not 
really happy. They're that like, they're hey, can we not have those unions, please? Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Stay away from the unions. Something, I mean, if they're going that hard, uh, I don't know. That probably might give Greens that they might be worried it will happen, but we'll see. Time will tell. After our yawn, I'm going to tell you about a good probe once you guys have cleaned up this union talk. I love a good probe. And John yawned just by me saying I yawned. That's right. Isn't that, isn't that weird? It is so weird. You, Chris, you do love a good probe? I do. Nice. Well, we this know. Is, this, is, this is great because the FTC. Sean, is, you remember that time we walked in on Chris probing? I, I do. <laughs> That's my special uh, time, and I told you you're not allowed to watch. Special time. The FTC is opening an inquiry into Sony's, oh, no, acquisition of Bungie. <gasps> This marks a ramp up of federal, this is what John was just talking about, oversight of gaming mergers during a period of major industry consolidation. The FTC began seeking more information about the deal that could potentially delay the acquisition completion by at least not just six days or six weeks, guys, six months. Spare in six the organization, years. It, huh? Spare in six years. True. Yeah. I could have we could have spun it more positive like you just did. Right. But no, I didn't. The organization is reportedly concerned that Sony is attempting to prevent competing companies from accessing Bungie's games, such as mm. a game you can get on Stadia, Destiny 2. Ooh. <laughs> I just had to bring up Stadia. I don't is know what thing that tells you just like right there how kind of like <laughs> When you think of Washington, how out of touch they are, thing like they're like, they're really concerned about Destiny too. No one is concerned about will someone be able to access <laughs> Destiny too. I guess if you had a huge concern, it would be whatever Bungie is making after Destiny two might be Destiny restricted. Three. Yeah, or uh, I think they're the doing a new is, title in the acquisition deal with Sony and Bungie. Sony mm -hmm. said Bungie is allowed to do whatever they want with their ip exactly so yeah. sony would not be prohibiting anybody from getting access to bungie that would be bungie unless they're dirty liars i don't know but i'm sure it will kind of like the microsoft thing i would be more surprised than not that those deals do not go through but who knows <sighs> you know what time it is sean i i got an idea because we're on the last piece of news it's weird when I'm the guy has to read it because then I have to like turn yeah, it off. Yeah, you gotta like pump yourself up, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh this one is a late edition, so I'm actually going to be reading this from uh IGN.com. They apparently are a major uh outlet. ESPN was a good one too. Oh Espen? Espen was a good one, believe it or not. And huh. you guys are like, how is that possible? You'll see shortly. Yeah. Uh, but FIFA will develop new soccer games following a split with EA. Uh, with the announcement, or I guess later today, there was earlier today, there was an announcement that EA and FIFA are now splitting. And FIFA will be working with other third-party developers to launch new soccer games and non-simulation games uh, that are expected to release as soon as Q3 2022. After almost 30 years, EA will no longer release soccer games under the FIFA banner starting in 2023. 
EA cites the high price tag and creative restrictions as reasons for the split, but FIFA will now work with other developers to keep its name in the video game sphere. Uh, quote, I can assure you that the only authentic real game that has the FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and footballs, aka soccer fans. The FIFA name is not only global, uh, is, or I'm sorry, the FIFA name is the only global original title. FIFA 23, 24, 25, 26, and so on. The constant is the FIFA name, and it will remain forever and remain the best, said FIFA president Gianni uh, Infantino in a statement. Um, as far as yeah. other things, I'm trying to just see. Uh, EA will be still be able to publish FIFA 23 later this year as the company was given an extension for the simulation soccer category only. This allows other studios and publishers to create different kinds of games under the FIFA name. Um, EA is going to call it EA Sports FC. Make sure you hit yeah, that. Yeah, I got that. And finally, EA, as I said, will now uh, call the series EA Sports FC after it releases FIFA 23 later this year. Uh, the vice president of EA Sports, David Jackson, clarifies that only the name and World Cup content will change in its future soccer games and that it has already signed deals with teams and leagues, including the Premier League and the UEFA, which are pretty dang important ones to have, right, Sean? Yeah, you need UEFA, you need the Premier League, you need La Liga. Uh, it, it's kind of a blow if they take away World Cup because not everybody plays, you know, foot. Uh, some of us like to play content like the World Cup content when it comes out or the Euros uh, when it releases a patch to play the actual live Euros in those games. So, um, again, having the big leagues like we just mentioned, La Liga, Premier League and what have you, that's big. Um, what What about MLS? Isn't the MLS? Uh, <laughs> there, there is an MLS. Uh, it's, what, is it, F, what does FC stand for? Forgive my ignorance. Football, football club. club. Football club, okay. And yeah. to be fair, John, <laughs> to be fair, John, I only know that because my football team for like American football for two years was called the Washington Football Club and was often <laughs> called. So, how does this affect EA's uh, soccer franchise sales? We don't know. Yeah, uh, because people are going to go to where they see FIFA. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. FIFA's going to keep making games, but not with EA. And Infantino said they're going to be the ultimate soccer experience. And EA's like, well, guess what? We're going to have EA Sporting FC as our new game. And we got the Premier League, yo. So but the thing that I, I wonder is like, is this just the start? Like, because the NFL has to be thinking something similar, right? Like, why are we still giving exclusivity to EA? When we could be going out to so many other companies and saying, make this kind of NFL simulation game, right? Well, you, you think that, but... Pay us money. You, well, here's the deal. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. You say that, but licensing... Like I just read licensing rights for the game earned FIFA, mm -hmm. not EA, FIFA, $100 million annually. Sure. And that is the single biggest commercial earner and expected yes. uh, revenue from the years of 2019 to 2022. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's crazy. Hundred million a year. Hundred and fifty million dollars annually just from sales of EA soccer game going to this big umbrella that is FIFA that controls world soccer. Do you think they consider that a lot of money? Where are they going to get more money? 
I don't. I'm just asking. Since it's a world, you know, I'm I'm, ex- I'm I'm worked since up. The, since it's the most popular sport in the entire world, I'm wondering if 150 million dollars is a blip. Well, maybe that's why know. they're like, look, we yeah. don't. That was it. Like either you have to pay us a lot more because we know how profitable our brand is, right? Or else right. we're going to have to restructure where we're getting a lot more of, like for instance, foot being the big one, as Sean mentioned, where that brings maybe you know maybe only fifa was getting 10 percent or 15 percent of that cut it's kind of similar to the dispute between sony and disney right with spider-man a couple years ago where all of a sudden disney's like we're the ones writing this thing we're the ones casting and shooting it we want more money and sony is over there like bs you know no we're not doing that (laughs) we own this thing Will you tell Chris we don't really like to talk about Disney and video games? Oof. Oof. <laughs> we got Wait, Jedi we, Fall in order. <laughs> we're like, you're making how much money and it's not enough and you're going to take away the greatest time John and I ever had playing with, you know, Toys to Life video games ever. Thanks so a lot, good. Disney. Uh, it Here's the deal. I, I've watched world football a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there is this word associated with FIFA. I think it's greed. I think that's a good word mm. because the game has never, ever been more popular. All a- all aspects well, of anything associated with the word FIFA. Uh, well, so I mean, to me, this has been the number one criticism of EA as a company, right? Like, uh, or sports, I should say, right? The last couple of years, regardless, I know FIFA's in a better place than Madden is, for sure. Right, gameplay-wise. I don't think there's any debate on that. But I think there's also not an argument that every year you pick up a FIFA or Madden, for that matter, was it all about? It's about mutt and foot and, like, how to make as much money off of it. What's a foot? Uh, Football Uh, Ultimate Team versus Madden Ultimate Team. FIFA Ultimate Team. I know. I was just quizzing. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm just quizzing you. That's uh-huh. and look, yeah, but yeah. this is a salty breakup. The thing you read, Chris, about yeah. what Infantino said was he said it right after it was announced that EA said, thank you, but okay, we're going to call our new thing EA Sports FC. So they're going back and forth. Kotaku's reporting that the difference, the reason this split happened was over a billion dollars. They couldn't figure out how they were going to split it. Yeah. So so that number went way up, John, way up. Hmm. I guess so, I don't know. I guess the question is, who could they get? Like, the only thing I can think of is THQ Nordic. There's going to be some studio that they go to and say, we want, we want X amount. We expect this kind of game to be within your FIFA game, and we expect X amount of cuts. <laughs> the new Hade- uh, Kojima game, FIFA. <laughs> Just every time you start a game, produced by Hideo Kojima. Right. By the field is, is Kojima field that you're playing it's, on. You're like, it's literally, what? you can see the dark shades of grass where his face <laughs> is just, Oh my God. What if God. it becomes, what if it becomes, what if it becomes a console exclusive? <laughs> Kojima, Kojima, Kojima. That'd be, it's going to be great. It's They're just going to put down, they'll give it to Apple. <laughs> what if they right. gave it, what if they made a deal with Amazon? Actually, that's the one. I would bet on. We were yeah, we were talking like, what's Amazon going to do? All of a sudden, Amazon, we we got FIFA. What's up? Yeah, I mean, they already spent how much money for Thursday night football? Here All recently? I do is win, win, win. If you know, we're like, really, Amazon gets FIFA? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, guys, yeah, 
I think it's time where I ask you a question. <clears throat> Do you guys uh, want to wrap this up? Astoundingly, never. Just to be safe. Cool. Electronic mail from the future. All the way. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've arrived uh, to the part of the show that you carry. We call it emails, but you guys know there's a lot more to that. Uh, if you do want to write an email to us, you can do so. Of course, uh, by sending that electronic mail to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And boys, we have three emails we're going to highlight this week. Mm. Um, so if you are, you guys are ready, pick one. You guys pick one each, and I'll do one if you want. I mean, it's, it's fine. All right. Let's see if uh, I'm going to look at that other place. Here we go. From Gordon, a.k.a. The Will to Kill. Says, I'm uncomfortable. He says, first off, Sean, happy birthday, by the way. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. He didn't say who, but, you know, I, I'm i smart. I mean, I, I, yeah. I know it, when John's born. I know when I was born. Um, <laughs> so I think you were right. born this past week. It's, pro it's probably me, but yeah, you know, it's, yeah. pro it's probably fine. Uh, I am very happy with Halo so far. I uh, don't have much of an issue with the slower parts, helmet, secondary characters. I feel oh, that sure. if they did gung-ho action the whole time, I would get burnout and would be expecting to top it every week, which would be harder every episode. Episodes yeah. one and five were amazing. Uh, as far as the Elon Musk issue, um, is the Tesla cracks on Twitter, but the big ones were that he said Russia Putin statements about Ukraine shouldn't be removed from Twitter because of free speech right when the whole thing started, implying that if it's not incorrect or not true statements, they should still be able to stand because of said free speech. Uh, have a good week, everyone, and can't wait to listen next week. Gordon, oh. a.k.a. The Will to Kill. Well, regarding Halo, mm -hmm. I've heard that the latest episode is uh, incredibly bad. So I'm it's not. Waiting. It's not. It's I'm not. I'm waiting. Uh, don't interrupt me. The again. seventh. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the other episode to come out Thursday so that I can cleanse my palate. If it is in fact true that the episode is bad. Yeah, I've. I'm. I have to admit, I've been. As soon as I saw what that episode was about from last week, I was like, just gonna wait till till eight drops and watch those back to back. Yeah. You know, unless eight's bad, then I'm just y'all are. No, first of all, don't listen to everything everyone says. Seven wasn't terrible. But it was Quan focused, right? It was remember how you mentioned uh who was it that mentioned Quan and where that develops? Mm -hmm. Hey, we got to see that in episode seven. Okay, so it it was there was literally like a twenty second appearance by Master Chief in this episode. And it wasn't yeah, even that's, a real that's not it what I weird. want. <laughs> uh, I, I 
yeah so i'm look we got a halo series let's just let's just go with it let's just see where it goes i i think i get what you're saying too on basically we don't we don't want fake fake narration of news false news if you will fake news if you will Mm-hmm. spreading like wildfire on something like Twitter where so many people have access to it. And that's why you brought up Russia, Putin and Ukraine and all that stuff. Yeah, I get it. And because it's, it's proven that we can be influenced, you know, easily. We are dumb humans uh, yeah. when it comes to <laughs> misinformation out there. It's crazy. Uh, Gordon, AKA will to kill. Thank you so much for that email sir and thank you for the happy birthday john any final chris any final before we move on no no brah brah uh are you gonna read the one chris you didn't read the one from Jawan. i was kind of like one of you guys read for once i always read Jawan. that's the tradition maybe me and Jawan had an argument okay (laughs) we need a break okay okay it's not him it's me (laughs) john do you want to read Jawan or john I care not. You should pick. John Marcel, here we come. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Just wanted to share my own thoughts on the Halo show. Ooh, popular topic. Halo was the first video game series I got into. I absolutely love the story of Master Chief and his fight for humanity's survival. Wait, that's what he was fighting for? So when the show was announced, I was thrilled. However, I have mixed feelings on the show. Do tell. My main issue is with, with it is how Chief is portrayed when the helmet is off. It's almost like he's a different character when he takes that off. Takes that off. <laughs> when he's wearing the helmet, he's calm and collective like he is in the game. But when the helmet is off, he's yelling at people and trying to harm Halsey. <laughs> Quan's story was also very boring and uninteresting. Don't get mad, Sean. But the best part of the show is that my wife, your wife, wife, loves it. She's never played Halo, so she knows nothing about it. So to her, this is all new, and she is enjoying the show. She has no interest in playing a video game, but I'm glad we have found a middle ground that we can enjoy together. Hey. Take care. Take John. care, buddy. Take care, John. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's like the point that we often forget as the fans of the game is like, and why, like, while we're hating these decisions to some extent, it's the because standard people who don't play games watch it like the it more pe- than us, Chris. The, the people sub- who just want good or want TV that can pull them in, right? If you're this not is, a gamer, you suck, okay? This is mm. the kind of thing that gets your attention. <laughs> Hashtag facts. Hashtag not, not a lie. Uh, but hey, that's a that's good. I'm glad you and your I, me and my wife we used to watch shows Your together. Wife. She, started, she started hating me, so now I just stay in my closet that I've made with my gaming hub all day and night. Does she, does I can't. I, I think I don't think she hates me. That's a joke, but she don't like me. I can't what? wait for the day when you're just sitting here talking and I watch Bobby Joe come in and just slowly start to close the closet doors on you. Dude, I'll be all smushed because I got no room. It would be terrible. Chest, my thorax would be all up on my desk and suck. A uh, final email from this week from our uh, Gmail account. We're going to read is from Juwan. Hey. Hello, all. Hey. Hello. Hope you guys are doing well. I know gaming is a little dried up now since Elden Ring, mm-hmm. Kirby, and Tiny Tina's. 
but hopefully it'll all come together come together soon like breadcrumbs on meatballs yeah Hmm. uh been trying a few indies on game pass and trek to yomi is one of them hey that ties perfectly in sir Mm-hmm. Really glad that I went and got Game Pass as it allows me to try out smaller games, which I'm enjoying quite a bit. Quick question this week. I have all current gen consoles and a very beefy PC. But when I get home from work tired and sore, I always jump to my consoles as I have a movie theater. I have movie theater chairs with cup holders and an 86-inch Sony TV. Wow. Which does uh, 1080p. 120 hertz or 4k at 60 hertz no problem chuan howard is really doing a good job with his uh, contract your life it's great (laughs) uh i think i just like the simplicity of plug and play i i can't argue with that there's something to plug and play something to be said about just being able to pick up a controller and sitting down in a like a comfy chair right games okay yeah uh which of these options do you guys game on the most and feel most comfortable with all as always, great podcast and game on, boys. Game on, game on, Juwan. Great question. For the longest uh, time, I was said what he said, right? Like you know, yeah. It's it's nice to sit on your recliner, right? Or if you have a couch like me that reclines out and just fall into the chair as you fall into a game world, right? Oh, but. As time has gone on and I've embraced PC culture more and more in the modern era for me personally, it's just like I'm like, there's just too much I like. And it's to the point now where I feel like because I want to hang out with my friends on here, also yeah. I, I end up taking these consoles that should look really pretty on my my you know nice 65-inch TV that has the 120 hertz refresh rate and all this stuff that Sean was like, yeah, if you want to buy it, just buy it. Uh, you know, and instead I end up moving them over here so I can play them in 1440p. Uh, but you know, be able to hang out with my friends while I do it. You're you're not wrong. So it's something that has to be said that the easiest place for friends, I don't know if it's just us, is Discord. We're sure. able to get in here and see each other and and talk to each other. And for our little circle, that's become really kind of important, right? I if I had if I could and I if everything was perfect I would love to sit in my recliner and play on a console if I could talk to everybody no matter what they were playing and it'd be easy to do it can be done but it's not necessarily easy so your question directly which which ones do we do most currently Chris is right it's sitting at our in our nice fancy uh you know secret lab chairs I got the Titan what do you got, I got you got the you got the you got the Titan as well uh and th- but here's the deal covid actually made it to where we are remote workers so we're sitting in our offices way too much i think and i wonder how we'd answer this question if we were coming home tired from work if we would be like i don't really want to go sit in a computer chair i just want to sit on the couch or sit on the recliner that's what that's where my train of thought went from your question i think i'll always be comfortable with gaming on a console i grew up on a console i still play on them uh you know, so I'll shut up and let John answer some more now. My eyes are getting bad. <laughs> what do I mean by that? You play on your computer too much. I don't know. I mean, when I'm in my when I'm on my couch and the TV, I guess the TV maybe about yeah, there's eight, some distance eight feet, eight feet away. Yeah. Um, 
I always take the chair I'm sitting in right here and I just slide it up to the TV when I'm playing a video game. So being on the couch while comfortable, I'm having trouble seeing. Um, mm. But I got progressive lenses last year. So <laughs> I'm just getting, I'm just falling apart. So uh, I, I find a lot of my gaming happens on my PC monitors, regardless of what console or I, I'm, I play, I pray, I pay, <laughs> I play breath of the wild on a P on a PC monitor. I play my Xbox on the PC monitor. Mm-hmm. If I had the PlayStation five compatible with a two K I'd play it. But the, the only console that I have hooked up to the TV is the PlayStation five. Mm. Yeah. Same right now. I think that's just, it's the way our life is dictating our current setups. I really, really do. Uh, yesterday when I set up to play Trek to Yomi on the Xbox that's mounted to the wall, um, I stood up for a lot of the time, but I did end up sitting down and I was like, this is great. Why don't I do this more? It's yeah. like I forgot. It's I, like I forgot. Every time I think about going back to Her- Horizon Forbidden West, I'm like, I want to play it over there in a chair. I really want to do that. And then I see Sean and Mike go in the discord josh sometimes and then i don't hear sometimes is discord not is discord not on the consoles i thought they were no they you can link but ps5 integrated with an update but it's only you're able to type and you can't hear so we thought the big update was gonna be finally we get to go to playstation and have our discord app that we used to on a pc be integrated in but it's not it's not that yet so So thank you again for the emails, uh, folks. Uh, we're going to pivot over to Twitter. You can find us there, of course, at Weekly Games Chat on the Twitter. Uh, we had a tweet today by our very own Acid Sugar, uh, who, if you haven't seen this yet, uh, I, I commented on it, so you'll see Weekly Games Chat. Uh, it was a Doctor Strange rap. What I mean by that is the name of the song was Strange, uh, and it's amazing. Uh, you should go see it uh, for yourself. It's there. There's like visuals from Doctor Strange, and they're rapping about stuff. It's really great. And and Ashid, you can you can let me know if that's the actual artist at DK Rap Artist. Wait, no, I don't. I don't know who the official artist is. My bad. I want to give credit where credit's due. But uh, they they thanked you for putting it out there. So that was cool. That was very, very cool. Also, uh, let's see here. You could have seen the screenshot I've talked about a few times from Trek to Yomi, where our our good pal Draven is going to actually DL it and give it a shot this week. So that's pretty cool. We got to love that. Uh, There was one more that I wanted to talk about, and I have totally drawn a blank. It's probably fine. I will tell you as I get ready to go to see if we got any new followers. If you missed it, Tom Brady is going to join Fox Sports when he retires, and that is trending all over the Twitter. So so there's that. Now let me go to home. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I did want to bring this up. Uh, today is the sixth anniversary for our, the, our favorite Uncharted game, John, Uncharted 4. It's called a Thieves' <laughs> End. Yeah, six years already. That's what I wanted to bring up. There we go. Can you guys believe it? Six years already. Six years. That was yeah. the we, second. We covered. We covered that game. That, I know. That was our second 
the year of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Acid Sugar chimed in on, on our uh, chat, and he says that all three artists that rap responded in some way to him from that tweet. Pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, let's go see if we got any new followers. We are caught up, guys. We're good to go, so that's great. And last I looked over on here, we did not have any emails. There was just a uh, picture of me from last week, why I look so angry, uh, where Yuri and Tara uh, had funny, funny things to say. I do want to welcome officially, and I'm only saying this because I saw them in our, our Twitch chat today, Huck. Huck MS has joined, guys, our weekly game chat Discord. So Huck got the message. Huck is cool now. And I've I've said, I did not realize I said, hey, like 14 times now. So I've said, hey, to Huck, as I will do to you if you join our Discord community. If you haven't, why why don't you do that? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, but yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. This has been episode 356 of Weekly Games Chat. Wherever you download this podcast, please do us a solid and, you know, give us a rating if you can. That helps your friends and family and all of those folks find and listen to us as well and expands our most beautiful community. If you want to write us an email, you can do so to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are just at weeklygameschat. You can see us there and and at us. We may reply back. Who knows? And of course, our Discord community that I just mentioned that Huck joined. It's vibrant, it's alive, and it's fantastic. Come join it, hang out, and get to know the rest of the Richards that listen to the show that you love as well. Uh, Thank you for listening, and uh, I look to Chris and John. I'll say, game on to my buddies, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Game on, Chrissy Poo. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Bye. Bye.